0: Hey y'all, this is Jeremy from the Duscography Podcast. We unfortunately don't have a normal episode for you this week, but as promised, we are putting up the first two Patreon episodes as a teaser for what you could expect from signing up. Every month for our Patreon, we release two exclusive episodes centered around a theme. For these first two episodes, we chose the albums that got us into heavy music. My choice was Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park, and Jeff's choice was Follow the Leader by Korn. So, enjoy these two episodes for free. But if you do enjoy them, please think about subscribing to our Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you access to the over 20 exclusive episodes we already have up, plus other perks like additional entries into any contest we run, discounts on merch, and an exclusive free sticker just for signing up. So, thanks for giving these episodes a chance, and I hope you enjoy them.
1: Hey, I'm Jeff, and I'm Jeremy. And this is the Deathscography Podcast Patreon Episode 1. Bonus episode, so, baby.
0: Yeah, well, it's like this first, first Patreon is first exclusive. If you're listening to this,
1: you're subscribed to our Patreon. We got your money. Yeah, we got it. So so, at least th- for this month.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening. And that's the whole episode. And, <laughs> and we'll we'll
1: see you later after you cancel. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so what are we doing here? We, what are we doing? Can, um, we we got into well, we, it for the love of the game, Jeremy. And now <laughs> what is this? There's money involved. There's
0: Yeah, well, you know, running a podcast is not necessarily cost free. So we're just trying to get some income. No, it's it's just a way for our fans to support us if they want to. And mm-hmm. again, thank you for subscribing if
1: you uh, if you're listening to this. And, um but basically go and, ahead. And and it's like a way for us to talk about stuff that's not the death wish discography yes uh we
0: we we were we were trying to figure out ways to bring in other other bands or other ideas into the podcast because uh me and you jeff we've just like doing this so it's like how can we do that in a way that makes sense and not clutter our feed the main podcast Mm -hmm. feed up too much yeah you
1: don't want to to muddle the message but we do want to offer this content
0: yeah, and like, because I mean, who doesn't want to hear our opinions on other things? Yeah. I guess a lot of we'll, people. We'll, but... well,
1: we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll find out. So so what we're doing here, the, the first month, October of 2020, uh, we are releasing two bonus episodes. This is the first one of those. And they're uh, corresponding to the records that got each of us into heavy music that's uh you know that's kind of a vague term um yes and it took a lot of thinking on your part uh, mine was pretty definitely cut and, cut and dry because I've, I've thought yeah. I've, I've thought about this a lot uh, we've also
0: talked about it on the podcast before yeah. with yours so um, like
1: but so we're starting with jeremy's record that got him into heavy music
0: yeah and, yeah so i like jeff said gave this a hell of a lot of thought because uh as i've said before on the main podcast like I remember the first CDs I ever bought, and I was trying to think. I was like, well, was it those records? It's like, no, I already liked heavy music at that point. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought those CDs. What was the so first to, CD I, you bought? The first the first two CDs, I bought them at the same time. I bought System of a Down's Toxicity. Sick. And I bought Slipknot's Volume 3. Sick. Those were the first two CDs I ever bought with my own money. I was given CDs before that, but I bought those with my own money. First CD but-
1: I ever bought with my own money, Floored by Sugar Ray. <laughs> i forgot i actually knew that <laughs> with such uh, hit it, says i just want to fly
0: <laughs> yeah speaking of heavy music yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah no um but yeah so i had to like really dig because i was like no i definitely listened to to heavy music before that and then uh and then i was like okay well what did my brother what did my brother give me like what did he put onto me and then i was like well i didn't really like that stuff i yeah. just listened to it so not to string it along any further, the record that got me personally into heavy music is the band Lincoln Park with their album Hybrid Theory. Dang. That's the one.
1: Uh, That's the one, baby. Twenty years ago. You've yeah, been twenty you, years you've been into heavy music <laughs> for twenty years. Twenty years to this month.
0: Damn. It came out in October of two thousand. Meant to be, baby. It really, it really is. I didn't know that when we were going into uh, this. No, God's um,
1: just talking to us, baby. God's
0: just talking to us, baby. but yeah, like I, like I said, I did a lot of digging, and I was just like, this is it. This is the record. I was, I was ten years old. I mean, I had definitely heard heavy music before that, but this was the one that I was like, I like this record. This is a one hundred percent my own thought. Mm-hmm. This record is a record I really enjoy because before that, the records I really enjoyed were, was a lot of like, you know dad rock uh-huh. or, uh, my mom, my mom really liked nineties country, uh-huh. uh, and stuff like that. But like, this was definitely the first
1: heavy record. And I, I don't, yeah. Like it, like you pivoted towards it. Like, yes, it, you, it, you, it came into your like sphere of knowledge and you like turned yeah. and looked at it. it.
0: It it might have been my cousin. I was trying to, I was trying to, cause I definitely, he definitely introduced me to a lot of stuff. And I want to say, uh, he was really into, both Linkin Park and Creed. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I like one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so this is it for me. Uh, yeah. th- so like I said, I-, I was like 10 years old. Um, Jeff, do you, I mean, did you listen to it when you were younger? I,
1: I w- So I was already into Nu Metal, but uh, this, I'm pretty sure the first single for this record, One Step Closer, the video, I'm pretty sure, premiered on TRL. And okay. I think uh, if not very soon after it was on there and uh, that's where I saw it. Uh, and I was just like, whoa, this dude has matching flame tattoos on his wrists. <laughs> it's like the fire is going back up his arm. Like <gasps> it's, he's, he's like, it's going so fast. It's on fire mm-hmm. and they're matching. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Um, and also in so that so video, couple there's years- like uh, there's like Kung Fu. Fighters in that music video and uh, oh yeah we'll we'll
0: we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to the video oh, okay okay
1: okay
0: uh, <laughs> yeah um let's I just wanted to go over a little history of the band um just because like I didn't know half of this shit uh-huh. but you know this is what we do is what we're talking about yep. um so yeah the band is from uh, agora Hills California they were formed in 1996. Um, they, they were founded while three of the members were still in high school. Like they were in high school, uh, Mike Shinoda, uh-huh. Rob Burden and Brad Delson. And I want to say that that's the, uh, guitarist drummer and rap or the rapping
1: vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. He um, also plays, I think Shinoda also plays keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. He does.
0: He does a bunch, I think later on, he ends up playing guitar and right. some stuff, but, but I think at the time this is what he was doing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so after graduating from high school, the three of those, uh, guys began to take their stuff like more seriously mm-hmm. so they recruited a couple more members uh joe Hahn, who was the turntable player gotcha uh and then uh dave farrell that's actually the bass player i just remember that dave farrell's the bass player and then mark wakefield uh-huh. as the vocalist uh uh-huh. so i i don't know who mark wakefield but, but is but they you,
1: weren't called
0: lincoln park at that point right right they were still called they were called zero but it's with an x x-e-r-o uh, exactly that's what they were exactly uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, they were called Exhalerol. Uh but they they like every they released, let, every letter in the name has an accent mark has over it. It yeah, a fucking
0: mark. <laughs> Yeah, You yeah, right. yeah, I wondered why they changed their name. No, uh, uh. they 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 ended up releasing a demo tape under that name in 96. So fairly, you know, early on. Yeah. Um but Didn't really go anywhere. No one really gave a shit. Uh, And because of that, the lack of success from the band and kind of the stalemate in their progress prompted their vocalist, uh, uh, Mark Wakefield, to leave. Mm. Uh, He was like, I'm going to go look for other projects. And then also, their bassist, Dave Farrell, also left because he got an offer to tour with a band called Tasty Snacks, oh, also with an X at the end. Of course, snacks, of course, right? Uh, which was a Christian punk and ska band. Damn, he was like, I don't want to be in this shitty band, Zero. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be in Tasty Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, oh. so oh. Uh, <laughs> around that time,
1: <laughs> Jesus. This is where we are. This is it. This is what we're this doing. This is what we're talking about. Uh, but around that time, they were cruising. No, the, no one has said the the band name Tasty Snacks in the last 22 years.
0: No, absolutely not. I, I not. Bet not. Uh, uh, well, here we are. We're bringing them up. Yep. Uh, listeners, if you know the band or... Fuck, I don't even know. If the, I don't think they're on Spotify or anything. I've never heard of them, but... Put them on. Let us know.
1: Get them in touch with us.
0: <laughs> get them in touch with us. I want to know. Yep uh but anyways so they had their vocalist leave uh mark left and because he was like fuck this uh and that's when they <laughs> he were was like this is
1: a failure i'm going back to this school." this is a
0: failure i'm done that's when they recruited chester bennington uh mm. who as you know is was the main vocalist for the entirety of the band
1: basically yeah, clean um, vocalist
0: and the well the, the, yeah, the yeah
1: the singer and screamer the singer and screamer, not the rapper. Yeah. and
0: uh, But he was recommended... He's to the, the one band. with the
1: sick-ass tattoos on his arms. The flame Yes, tattoos. he's the flame tattoo guy. Yeah.
0: Uh, he was recommended to the band by a guy named Jeff Blue, mm-hmm. who was the vice president of a record label called Zomba Music.
1: Yeah, I, rem- uh, I they- remember seeing Zomba, like, that name around, like, in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Like, yeah. It was like a... But yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyways, so, yeah, so uh, Jeff Blue... Uh, was friends of uh, zero friends of Chester Bennington linked them together? Uh, that that's a little bit important Lincoln'd later because them together, linked, linked, Lincoln, linked in. Uh. Is it LinkedIn a Lincoln Park reference? No. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god! Is this uh, is this
1: Kurt Ballo's dad?
0: <laughs> Jeff Bellow. Uh, yeah, Jeff Bellow. Jeff Blue. Uh, Jeff Blue. Uh, the band then agreed. Uh, so when after Chester joined the band agreed on changing their name from zero to hybrid theory mm. they were originally called so yeah they were called hybrid theory uh which is where the name of the record obviously comes from but he
1: didn't like know any of them right like he got no. he basically got like placed with this band kind of like yeah he, it was very like,
0: much like a label kind of pushed them together right
1: that's interesting
0: like in the way like a boy band was yeah yeah like it was like put together yeah but like apparently the the um. The what is the term like the, the vibe was really good yeah, yeah. Uh, between Mike Shinoda and the, Chester Bennington like rapport, very strong a strong yes, rapport like it, it was so like it ended up really working out for them uh, but yeah so they so they changed their name to Hybrid Theory they have Chester in the band but they're still struggling to find a record deal like uh-huh. they're still just like uh, and can you imagine being like I don't know three years into a shitty like like high school band being like. I can't believe we're not finding a record. Like, how did they keep pushing?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, it's like, just like, like, you know, I think that like what I was reading, like you were saying, like, uh, they just weren't getting any traction. <clears throat> like when you say that, it's like late 90s traction, as in like, right, they weren't being signed by a major label, you know, to a that, to that, a multi thousand yeah. dollar lucrative deal. You know, um, they were doing like all these crazy like uh, showcases and like you know, they were playing like the whiskey all the time and they, right. they just weren't getting picked up by like fucking, you know, Sony. Right. They, so to them, they were like, I can't believe we're, we're, we're not making it, but it's like to us, I'm like, you guys were probably doing just yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, There were, <laughs> I mean, there were a big band in LA, you know, like yeah in California, well, they were doing great. So, so to them, they,
0: they, they felt like they were still struggling to find this like Mm-hmm. big record deal struggling to make it right so, so uh for lack of a better words so they turned to their friend jeff blue who linked them together yeah and at this point uh blue was now the vice president of warner brothers records just a little come up just a little he went up uh, you, went you, up you might have bit. heard
1: of them warner brothers i'm know? not sure if you know who that I don't is don't know if you've seen animaniacs
0: <laughs> Uh, I don't know if yeah, the water tower with the logo, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, but yeah, so he helped the band sign a deal with that company in 1999. Um, however, the label ultimately advised the band to change their name to avoid confusion with another band called hybrid. That was just around mm. at the time. I've never heard of hybrid, but uh, apparently they were popular enough. that like hybrid theory. You got to change your name. Uh-huh. So, they changed their name to Lincoln Park, yeah. which is a play on and an homage to Santa Monica's Lincoln Park, which is spelled correctly. Um, but they initially wanted to use the actual correct spelling, like uh-huh. N-I-N-C-O-L-N, but they changed it to L-I-N-K-I-N just so they could acquire the uh, uh, the domain name linkinpark.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the reason it's misspelled, is literally just so they could get the website. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like fucking like the Warner brothers was like, we're not paying for regular Lincoln Park.com. No it ain't happening. You got to fuck it. So they changed it to L I N K I N. and KIN. And then, and, that's and, it, that's, and then that's,
1: like back in the day, like your website had to be your band name. It couldn't, exactly. it couldn't be like some weird shit where it's like, you know, like our friends in the band Zeta, like all their, all their shit is different. Like one of their social medias is like join Zeta. One of theirs is the, yep. the Zeta, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, like, no, it doesn't no, no, fucking no, no, no. matter but like no it mattered very much back, back then, then like no way you know you, you, people didn't even know how to fucking change the, the <laughs> time on their clock on their computer like if it wasn't exactly. spelled out then they are fucked so yeah and so they became
0: lincoln park and that is when they went into the studio to record hybrid theory and and just one less one quick thing is like i mentioned their bassist uh, uh dave farrell had Um, left the band to join tasty snacks tasty snacks is not on spotify by the way i wonder if they're so pissed about because this is what i'm about to say he ended up coming back to the band he ended up coming back to Park. yeah he was like sorry i fucked
1: up guys (laughs) yeah right
0: so he's in lincoln park still he's still in the band yeah but like so on hybrid theory he is not he's not on that record oh but he's on but he's considered a founding member of the band is in the band you know but like He's not recorded anywhere in Hybrid Theory because he came back after Hybrid Theory was a thing.
1: Oh, Tasty Snacks broke up in 2002.
0: It's because Pharrell, it's because he left. They were like, we can't go on without this guy. He's in Lincoln Park. We're so bummed.
1: Jesus, in the first sentence of their fucking... Oh, wow. The first thing that comes up for Tasty Snacks is on Lincoln Park Junior Underground fandom. (laughs)
0: Lincoln Park Jr. Underground fandom.com. Yep. Reports. Yep.
1: <laughs> that's great.
0: Um, but yeah, so they fucking go into the studio to record hybrid theory. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot to talk about this band, and that's kind of what this episode is. So T- I just wanted to
1: Sorry, we're not talking about Lincoln no, Park okay. anymore. We're talking about Tasty Snacks. <laughs> tasty Snacks, yeah. Their please. claim to fame is that uh It says was a Christian ska punk rock band by longtime college friends, Dave Farrell of American rock band, (laughs) Linkin Park. (laughs) <laughs> and then it names the other guys in the band it says it's like, yeah they yeah, formed, formed in 96 this band in 2002 after a year and a half of touring because dave so was like fuck this goodbye he's like
0: I, i'm sorry i'm this other band i'm in is doing a little bit better uh i'm not sure if you've heard of hybrid theory yeah. <laughs> the record um but yeah so the band uh they've released uh seven albums over the course of their 20-year uh, career. Uh-huh. Um, but they went on hiatus, just could put this up front, they went on hiatus uh, in 2017 when Chester Bennington um, he, he died by suicide. Right. Uh, I don't really want to go into it that much. We're not, you know, yeah. everyone knows. Look it up if you need to find more information. So, yeah, they kind of put the band on hold, obviously. However, uh, April of this year, April 2020, uh, old Dave Farrell himself, Uh, revealed that the band was working on new music interesting so you know maybe next year there'll be another lincoln park record who knows what it'll if it'll be received well because i mean a lot of that's it's kind of weird territory yeah
1: like the only thing i could think is like if they did like a thing like um when lynn from snot died uh Mm -hmm. they did like a record called straight up uh and it was the band snot um with different singers on each song uh you know you that know, like, that could maybe work like yeah that, like a tribute kind of thing that might work um I don't know but I mean you know it's their project and you know at the end of the day like it's kind of I mean it's their life's work and if they want to continue it then I, I, yeah. I can only yeah. say you know more power to them I don't know if it like you said I don't know if it'll do well or not but you got to do what you got to do
0: yeah because I mean you know as much as uh mike shinoda is known for the band uh chester was kind of the face of course. of the band yeah, yeah, yeah. so like um so it's like it's hard how do you come back do you come back from that but mm-hmm. i guess they're, they're gonna try um because as you said this is their life's work and uh speaking of life's work uh i have some accolades the band uh all right <laughs> has received uh it's some really insane shit yeah like this band is among the best-selling bands of the 21st century. Uh ha- they have sold over their career uh over 100 million records.
1: Isn't it the yeah that that number doesn't even make sense. But right. uh isn't isn't this the biggest debut album of the 21st century of a rock band? Yes. Yeah. No,
0: it it is it, yeah, it is the best uh it is the biggest debut album of the 21st century period. Yeah uh and it's the best-selling rock album of the 21st century and it was the biggest
1: Uh, one since appetite for destruction right yeah
0: yeah yeah so like (laughs) if you can't roses right so you have appetite for destruction and then hybrid theory is the two biggest fucking debut albums of the last 30 30 years yeah uh it fucking uh it, it was it was certified gold in just five weeks yeah uh, it peaked at number 2 on the billboard charts this is hybrid theory mm-hmm. specifically that i'm talking about yeah. sorry, sorry 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 uh it is the best selling album of 2001 at the end of that year right. uh it sold 4.8 million copies in just that one year uh it's it has been since certified diamond in the us which means at least 10 million copies sold just in the us that's not worldwide that's just yeah. in the us yeah i saw like uh, i saw
1: something that was like 12 time platinum like yep yeah just it's fucking u- ultimately nuts.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I think it reached uh, the top 10 in, like, 15 other countries, and just, like... So, okay, here's the, here's the craziest fact, is it is the fifth best-selling record of the 21st century ever, only behind two Eminem records,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> an Adele record, uh-huh. that 21 Adele record, and a Beatles compilation huh. that they count for some reason, even though that's not, like, original music. So, like, right. it's just... So you have the two Eminem records of Dell, Beatles, and then fucking Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. Like Nuts. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's insane. Nuts. Um, it also uh the song Crawling won a Grammy for best uh-huh. hard rock performance. Um <laughs> Which is cool, uh, but then this is this is my favorite fact. They were nominated for two other awards at, the, at that Grammy that year. Um, they got nominated for best rock album, but lost to U two or whatever. Uh, and then yeah, whatever. And then they got nominated for best new artist, but they lost to Alicia Keys. So like, I get it. Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I get it. I, I'm sorry, Linkin Park, but yeah. Alicia Keys is uh, one of the best artists of all time. So, but she don't got one of the top five best selling records of the that's, century. That's
0: true. She absolutely does not. Um, but something else that's weird with this with this particular record is it kept coming back onto the charts. I think it spent something like it's spent like 170 weeks on the Billboard charts total. <laughs> because like not like straight, but like yeah. coming back, like going and going. Because every time they would put a new record out, hybrid theory specifically yeah. would come back up yeah. not like meteora or their other Because everybody like, was
1: like man this isn't as good as that first one what was that first one exactly what was that first one <laughs> let me buy it
0: um and then and then you know that means that, it, that
1: that means that it's spent over three years on the charts yeah just fucking throughout insane. it's throughout uh, the past 20 years
0: just just really crazy and i have a feeling almost
1: a fourth of the past 20 years
0: this record <laughs>
1: has been on the charts
0: I have a feeling that it's going to enter the charts again, because like we were talking about earlier, this is the 20th anniversary of the record. Yeah. And they're releasing Uh, it.
1: Isn't Warner brothers releasing a 20th anniversary? Oh, absolutely. Of course they are. So
0: it's like, of course they are. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it includes like the original album that that remix album reanimation they put mm-hmm. out the original hybrid theory ep oh. that like that got, got them signed quote unquote right. tons of b-sides demos live tracks uh some dvds art prints 80 page book big big yeah. collector's edition it's thing. it's gonna be a 200 so have,
1: 250 thing
0: yeah exactly um that people know, will re, re, buy redone artwork and stuff like that yeah so i so I'm wondering because of the renewed interest in the band because of the tw- this 20th anniversary thing, mm-hmm. if that's why they're trying to put out new music maybe next year because like maybe, maybe, but so yeah, that's, I mean, that's about all the history I got. I just, you know, yeah, it's, it's some Lincoln Park is a fucking wild ride. It's of a crazy band.
1: because like, you know, we're doing the discography podcast and like, like we're talking about bands that started, you know, or like a label that started when this record Came out pretty much. Yep, and, basically, and like it's crazy to think about the different microcosms of the world of music because, like, we're talking about these. You know, some so many of these bands were like, you know, nobody wanted to fucking sign heavy music, blah 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 blah. And at the same time, like, <coughs> Lincoln Park literally got signed in 2000, won a fucking Grammy. Yep, like they put a record out in 2000, their first record. 1A Grammy. Grammy. Like, yeah. you know, this is what was happening. This was at the same time. These things were happening at the same time. Yeah, this was like the peak
0: of the new metal, like, yeah. explosion. It yeah. was like this record coming out was like the, the beginning biggest, of the end. The beginning of the end. It really is. Yeah. And at the same
1: time, Converge is a band. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah it's just crazy. Integrity um, had
1: been a band for 12 years
0: yeah exactly when
1: this came out
0: it's just it's really wild to think you gotta reach
1: out to you gotta reach out to Dwid and be like what are your thoughts on this record
0: (laughs) what do you think about lincoln park
1: just curious Dwid. just curious he just won't he just you just get blocked yeah no yeah he just deletes us (laughs) uh
0: but yeah so all right well let's talk about the actual record let's fucking talk Uh, about this
1: shit i'm stoked um, i'm psyched i'm hyped i'm so i'm psyched you're styked. Okay. Um, so it's
0: like stymied. The original release is 12 songs. It pushes about 38 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. which is surprisingly short for a major label rock release. I'm I was very happy with that. Yeah, less uh,
1: less than the blinding lights record we just fucking yes. covered
0: <laughs> a little bit shorter than that um but however it does have uh there was like a bonus edition mm. and this is the version that's on uh spotify currently mm-hmm. uh, it has three bonus songs uh my december high voltage and a live version of paper cut right um so yeah we'll we'll go into that all that in a minute but um let's see the record was produced i, I just wanted to actually no let's just talk about our feelings. We'll go into the, we'll go into the technical shit a little bit later. Uh, I know how I feel about this record, but Jeff, I am very curious about how you feel.
1: Um, okay. So I, when this record came out, I was like, Oh fuck, this is awesome because MTV told me it was awesome. So I just believed it. So it was awesome. yeah, Yeah. I was super into it. I bought the CD. Um, I really liked the imagery. I really liked his tattoos. Uh, I like that there was Kung Fu guys in the fucking music video. <laughs> um, I was a very music video driven guy early on because like, that's how I got music. I didn't have a computer. Right. I, I I heard what was coming on the new rock station on mm-hmm. the radio and fucking MTV uh, and, and much music, which eventually became fuse. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I fucking, I bought it and I remember putting it in, and there's a song before One Step Closer. Like, One Step Closer is the second song. What's the first song called? It's uh, Papercut. Papercut, yeah, yeah. And that song starts, and it is very different than the vibe of One Step Closer. It's like an electronica kind of intro. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, when it came on... (laughs) And I didn't listen to that first song for a long time because I would just skip to the fucking second track because right. it was it was the big hit. Um, mm-hmm. But going back and listening to it uh, over the past week or so, it's a really good record. Like it's really well put together. It's yep. it's very well crafted. The songs are catchy. Uh, There's not really a bad song on the record. The added songs, I there, they were cut for a reason. Like when you hear those, those, those extra songs, like there's a reason they didn't make it on the record. They're not as good. Um, But like going back and listening to it, it was like, this is new metal, but Mike Shinoda actually seems genuine, in his rap Mm -hmm. rapping you know he seems (laughs) like an actual it's like a band with an actual rapper in the band rather than just a
0: white dude rapping. yeah (laughs)
1: rather than fred durst um (laughs) he seems very genuine and also like the band has a lot of different like i don't know like just like they seem like they have a lot of different influences coming through. So, I mean, it is 100% front to back a new metal record. Like it is a new metal record. Um, but it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff on there. And, you know, when you think in your head, Linkin Park, you think, Oh, fucking boring radio rock band. But that first record has a lot of really interesting stuff. And the lyrics are pretty, pretty well written. They're very angsty. Uh, Yes, they are. they, They were designed to talk to, uh 14 year old me uh who Mm -hmm. uh, i was 14 when this record came out uh they literally were written for my demographic um Mm -hmm. and they worked really well a lot a lot of my a lot of my friends who couldn't whose parents wouldn't let them grow their hair out long in high school yeah started spiking their hair up and bleaching it (laughs) <laughs> because their parents it's would ch- let them yeah, do that right. Um, right but they
0: couldn't grow their hair long like the like the thrash metal get guys right. but they could do like chester bennington right
1: so like uh, you know and, like like corn you know they all had long hair and i had long hair but i definitely had friends who after this record came out started bleaching and spiking their hair um <laughs> because their parents wouldn't let them grow their hair out but well, yeah. Um, I, I, to, to answer your question, I I loved it when it came out, and I think that it stands up twenty years later as a it's a good record. That's a solid record. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. Uh, just to give some overall thoughts, I definitely have some more specific kind of track by track uh-huh. thoughts. Uh, Same. I think that when it came out, it obviously was a super super big th- thing I mean, I talked about that earlier, but like I felt that it, um it was doing something that I had never heard before with, uh, cause I, I, I probably l- was listening to fucking Eminem at that time as well, you know? Right. So like I was listening how, to rap, how, like, how could you not be right? Exactly. So that, that combination, I was definitely an angsty white kid, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, um, that combination of that, of the rapping and, and the, the heaviness really, really like, like I said, it really it awoken something in me. Mm. It was definitely like a very good transition record cause I was listening to more radio friendly stuff mm-hmm. and like this definitely helped me dive into more aggressive material. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like I didn't have, um, MTV or anything like that. Right. So definitely it was, it was definitely the, I, I pro, I might have heard in the end on the radio mm. maybe. Um, but I definitely, my, it had to have been my cousin. I'm just like really just trying to think about like who, who, who introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I heard it, and that CD did not leave my CD player for a really long time. I'd sit on the bus you know, with my headphones Mm -hmm. and my fucking anti-skip CD player, so when you hit the bus, hit the bump, it didn't fuck up or whatever. Yep, yep. So (laughs) Um, many batteries. Right, yeah, so many batteries. But now, so I haven't listened to this record really in earnest in probably 15 years, right? right? You know, like you hear the songs occasionally, or you go, I'm going to go down this weird YouTube rabbit hole, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch an old video or whatever but i have not especially, listened to especially especially
1: when chester died like there was a, exactly. there was a
0: lot of like fuck let me hear these songs right and so like in earnest i haven't listened to it in a really long time but i have heard those songs occasionally ex- mm. especially like the the big singles mm. uh you know paper cut once one step closer that sort of stuff um but i think it's a fucking killer record it's uh, good. i think it, it is it's a really good album it's like there's like once i can there's like one or two songs like not counting the bonus songs like you Mm -hmm. said those were cut for a reason right but like there's like one or two songs that i don't really remember that i'm like okay these are okay right but every other song is fucking killer and it's like it's it's they stand on their own but i also think that the album like does a really good job of like Because not every song sounds the same. A lot of, some of them are softer, some of them are more rap heavy, some Mm -hmm. of them are just really aggressive. But like every song kind of like, or every like third song has a song that has like all of it and it like brings everything together and it like, it's like really, really well written and
1: really well produced. I really love that Uh, the vocalists are, it's not like, it's not like Mike Shinoda, which later on (laughs) I think this happens. Mike Shinoda kind of like, dips out of oh yes the forefront he very much and very kind much of does. becomes a member of the band who does backing vocals uh kind of, you know, on some yes. on some of the stuff and it's much more chester uh centric chest Ch- 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 centric chest centric trist tristcentric tristcentric I don't know man, yes. he was willing to unbutton that shirt and show off that <laughs> chest. Anyway, uh that chest <laughs> <laughs> god i'm funny (laughs) all right um what's i saying i'm sorry i started thinking about chester bennington's chest uh (laughs) mike shinoda not being the oh but he on this record he is featured very heavily uh they are they are very much co-lead vocalists
0: yeah and i mean even on some of the songs it's definitely like this one's more mike heavy or this Uh one's more chester heavy but then most of them they're very much like it's almost like a 50 50 it's it definitely felt way more like they were two, two vocalists mm-hmm. rather than a ba- vocalist and a backup, like right. like you said. Later records definitely when they transitioned from new metal to just more like radio, radio rock, uh, alt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when they that's when Chester became like the front man, mm-hmm. like and and Mike. That's I, so I. Before we get too far into, I saw Linkin Park one time. Sick. Uh it was fairly late in the game for me i definitely was not listening to them at the at this point right. uh it was right after their third record had come out uh the one that like that's when they turned into like a
1: radio or really a radio rock band yeah, and got rid of the rapping completely did not even and, like, tell you the name of that record i don't know
0: yeah it's it's they had a song on the transformers movie mm. i don't remember exactly what it is but anyways I, I didn't really enjoy it but i was like i got a free ticket to their project revolution tour got it uh and when i was living in atlanta in like 2007 2008 and um I went and like it was it was the old stuff still was hitting me at mm-hmm. that point because it was it was definitely like a nostalgia thing. Yeah. And I was definitely like not into new metal anymore or anything like that because um, this was you know, many years later. Uh, but they put out a really fun live show. And at that point, the reason I'm bringing this up is at that point, Mike Shinoda was definitely Shinoda was definitely a member of the band rather than a vocalist because mm-hmm. he was playing guitar almost the entire time. Right. Like to the side. Yeah, like not in front, like he was to the side with the uh, with the bass player mm-hmm. playing guitar and doing like backup vocals. And I was
1: like, right. Oh, yeah, this is a different band now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like, um, you know, he he was one of the founding members, but I always wondered, like he I feel like Mike saw the writing on the wall and was like, I have to make myself useful. Uh, yes. You know, I need yes. <laughs> to I need to remain a productive, useful member of this band uh yeah and so he started making more uh music yeah uh, and he uh started that side project fort minor yep i remember that uh and, and so that he could keep on rapping
0: right so right. like best best of both worlds found out that like um that record that fort minor record came out because of their friendship with jay-z like jay-z helped
1: yeah because that didn't, record kind well didn't he like do didn't they do a record together or something they did
0: a collaborative ep where they like did like Linkin Park songs and Jay-Z songs together, but it's, it it was not like remixed on a computer. Like they redid the vocals and redid the rapping to like fit together. It was really cool. I definitely had that CD, I think anyways. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I just want to get into the, 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 the the songs. Um, I have a note here that basically it's just like this album just hits me right in the nostalgia. Yeah. Right. It just, it's like, it's fucking it. I don't I haven't had a record do that in a really long time because a lot of stuff that I listened to back then I still listen to, but mm-hmm. this is definitely not not really one of them. But like from that opening beat in paper cut, I'm transported back to that yeah. school bus. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like I, I immediately imagine where I am, what I'm doing. But that first song is just so damn like fun. Yeah. It's got a great mix of that's it's like the best mix of like rapping and hard rock elements. It's like, it's basically the best new metal song on the record. Right. right? right. Uh, And it's definitely the perfect opener for the record Mm -hmm. because it really, really clearly establishes what the band is, uh, who they are. And it also is a great song. It has big, um, like, like radio vibes. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, this could be a big song for them. And it
1: was one of the singles. I feel like this record Looking back at it, it has the feel of like a produced product like, yes, (laughs) like there were a lot of hands that weren't the members of Linkin Park touching this record and like sculpting it and making it. It's like there's no cussing on it it's like a PG 13. Yeah. It, yeah. It, kids could buy it because back in the day, like when this record came out, if it was parental advisory, you couldn't buy it if you were, yeah. weren't an adult. So like kids could buy the CD, which I think is brilliant. And that was, yes. that was on purpose. Like that's done oh, yeah. on purpose. Um, Absolutely. It, Um. but like it, everything about this i feel like i just feel like there were like teams of scientists like that's what i see in my head <laughs> like 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 looking at sheafs of paper that are coming out of printers and they're like oh this is what we have to do we put this song first i mean but but for real like i mean the band was created like we were
0: saying like jeff blue linked the band together yeah. like they were like here oh well this vocalist would probably go really well with you guys and it's like mm-hmm you know and they like we were saying they were not really having any good any good traction until they linked up with like a decent producer right. you know it was like yeah the the production is what makes this record mm-hmm. uh like in the sense of like so i have a, i wanted to let's see what did i write down it's like I can see why labels might have been apprehensive about it without being able to hear the full mm-hmm. impact of the record, right? Yes. Like
1: because it, nothing is worse than a new metal band with all the moving parts of like a turntable, samples, right. all that shit done poorly. That yes. is that is like a torture nightmare fest to fucking listen to. Right. And so like I can imagine that first demo that zero put out
0: or whatever on cassette yeah i can imagine it just sounded like dog shit yeah because they were doing it probably themselves and like but it took it took that friendship and and it took and took the right producer those connections uh, getting up with them yeah it's absolutely connections and it fucking obviously worked really really well Mm -hmm. with really really well for them uh but yeah moving on to the next song because like i don't want to talk about every song yeah got. The fucking opening guitar riff of One Step Closer mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. It's such a good riff.
1: Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, it's, like, it, and like it, when you hear it, like you said, you know, you're taken back to that like uh, school bus for me. Yes. When I hear this, I'm sitting on the floor of my grandmother's living room. After school, I've gotten home from school. I'm watching TRL and this fucking shit starts. And, <laughs> and you know, and you're just like, oh, Oh, you got your, you got your hit parade magazines, your fucking corn (laughs) t-shirt. You're just like, these guys rock, man. They're rockers. They're real rockers. And I,
0: one thing I wanted to say about like, just kind of the, um, the layout of the record. I think it was a very smart move not to put this song first because having that uh, paper cut song first, which is more like of a mix of their styles Mm -hmm. and like, kind of like a generalization. This song is really heavy. So like, yes, it was the big single before the record came out, but like they wanted to put like the first song, not this song so that you got an idea of like, and it worked for, I mean, it, it was not great for you because you're like, well, this isn't one I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear this heavy stuff. Right. But I think having it second is a really smart move because it's like, okay, so now you've heard what we what we really like to do,
1: but here's the big single. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it worked for me because um, I was already into heavy music. That first right. That first song being first was for you. Because yes, you first song because was you were me, because 100%. you were listening to rap and you were listening to like radio stuff and so like that song drew you in uh, the, fir- the the I didn't need to hear that first one to be in no because I fucking heard the fucking one step closer and I was like yeah he's right have you heard him he says you do, he yeah. says <laughs> shut up when I'm talking to you can you
0: believe that he can would say that he said that no but like but keeping that song second is what glues you in mm-hmm. because if it had gone like track eight you might have not even kept it around you Mm -hmm. might have been like no this is i don't want to listen to any of this yeah but yeah uh this is i mean this is honestly probably the song that sold me on the band uh it's definitely the song that i go back to when i do want to hear a a lincoln park song one step closer uh, off of this one step closer it's so short um, too yep it's short and it's but it's like very uh i mean the lyrics are so angsty Mm. like you said shut up when i'm talking to you shut up but it shut up yeah. like it's but it's it's pretty damn hard uh mm-hmm. for a fucking 2000 song you know what i mean yeah. uh the breakdown is like super fun it's got the heavy guitar mixed with like those turntable scratches uh but yeah this this song doesn't have really any rapping at all right it's just chester basically like it's it's kind of all chester so i will say
1: the video when i first saw it sorry i was yawning in the video when i first saw it uh i was a little confused about the second vocalist i was like i am not sure his hair is cool he has bright red hair i'm (laughs) not sure i'm not sure why he's there
0: (laughs) um But yeah, so like moving on, uh, the the next song is called "With You" and it's it has like a really weird intro, but I love it. But like, I think this is the song that like they really play around with like electronics and effects. Uh, They go back to like more rapping with like the big choruses that Chester does Mm -hmm. over the court, like the heavy guitar. So it's like really was like first song was new metal, second song was just like metal. Third song, back to new metal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, this the fucking layout of the record is really, smart. really
1: smart. Smart, it's perfect. Um, I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's
0: yes. Uh, and then <laughs> I, wa- I I wanted to bring up um, uh, the next song, Points of Authority. Uh-huh. uh It it brings back that really cool like simple guitar intro that um, um, One Step Closer has, but I mean not the same same riff. But and I, I just really like that that feeling. But it has like Mike rapping over it on yep. this time I, again. I just like. Like you said, man, this this band had to have so many hands mm-hmm. because, like, everything is so smartly done.
1: And not to take and away from the guys in the band. But no, it, no, 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 no. But no, no, it's no. just, like, this is their first record, and it yeah, is... Yeah, like, how did you it get is it this good? perfect. It is a product <laughs> that has been perfectly created. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say... It's There's a, a reason it's, that it is a fucking... It has sold so many records like I mean, yeah, 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 they were a popular band, but like this record is a perfect fucking record. Like,
0: yeah, this is this did is you think we would did, when
1: this when this year started, did you think <laughs> that we would be talking at 1030 at night <laughs> via Skype or via Zoom or meet or whatever the fuck we're on? about how lincoln park's hybrid theory is a perfect <laughs> record because i've just said it probably five times in the past yeah minute.
0: no it's it's true though man like um <laughs> yeah just like well speaking of like the production um
1: i didn't come into this tonight thinking i was going to say this is a perfect record <laughs> but, but the is. more we talk about it i feel like it is <laughs> um they did have a a,
0: a very successful producer um with them uh, because they had Don Gilmore. I don't know if that name sp- uh, speaks to you. Well, he did work on some records that you've probably heard of. Uh, he did. He worked on Eve six huh. lit good. Charlotte sugar Ray. Nice. Don't you know, sugar Ray uh, Avril Lavigne uh-huh. dashboard confessional, but also corn. Mm. He was a corn. He was one of the producers of corn. So like
1: he knew that new metal sound. I think that uh, it makes a lot of sense though, because like, uh, and this doesn't sound like Avril Lavigne, but it's for the same it's like created for the same market of like yes younger kids who want to get into maybe more aggressive things but we still need them to be able to buy the money use their money to buy the product Mm -hmm. uh which is what avril lavigne was you know like absolutely you know and good charlotte too like those that's what these bands were and like so like i said don gilmore was the producer
0: and, and in the sense of Sometimes when we say producer, we more mean like engineer the mixer, the, yeah. the, or the engineer. Right. But no, this guy like pr- produced these songs with the band. Right. Like he probably was like, no, no, no. Put this song. We'll take this guitar riff and put it here and whatever. Like he's not literally writing the songs, but he is arranging. Yeah, he them. He has an opinion
1: uh, that carries weight.
0: Yes. But in terms of the person who actually mixed the album, Andy Wallace, uh, again, I know that name is not spring to mind, but this absolutely makes sense. You got a guy who's worked with Slayer, White Zombie, Sepultura, Alice Cooper, Nirvana, Faith No More, Bad Religion. Jesus. The dude knows aggressive right. music. And so you got a guy, Don, who could fucking write the the hits. Mm-hmm. He knows what your brain needs to hear to get that serotonin release. And you have Andy Wallace who can make it sound real good. Mm-hmm. No wonder this shit got knocked out of the park. I mean, not at all, it doesn't always work, but they really had a... And like it's it's crazy them.
1: to think, but like I wonder how much those dudes got paid, Because oh, this is right? when this is when like people are still getting fucking paid. To, yeah, like to do, do you think that
0: they got like, like
1: upfront, or they think they got they get royalties? Because if they got royalties, I mean, whoo. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the producer doesn't get a like a retainer royalty or something. I don't, yeah. you know, but like and and that, this still happens with like pop music today, but right. not heavy music. You know, like, like, not even close. No, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, the biggest heavy band in the world would not. No, it would never. You would never get these people on there. Like, (laughs) I mean, but I mean, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, what even is it today? Like, what's the heavy thing today? Like, like, like six or seven years ago, I think you could still say it was Nickelback. But like, I don't know. I don't know. know.
0: Like, I, 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 yeah, heavy music doesn't really hit. I will say that, like guitar music has sort of gone away uh, in the past 10 years obviously mm. in terms of like like pop music mm-hmm. um with a lot of like electronic heavy stuff coming into forefront even even, like even bands even,
1: that were the even bands that have stuck around it's dropped out of them like yep. uh Maroon 5 uh right, exactly. Fall, Fall Out Boy even like
0: yes S- it, it definitely it's a, but uh just recently here's a little um here's a little timely reference in case you're listening to this in like 2 years uh, there's an artist named Machine Gun Kelly, who's mm-hmm. like a rapper, but he just put out a,
1: basically a pop punk record. And the dude, the, the single off of it, it's really catchy. It's real catchy. Right, but it's like <laughs> p-
0: people are saying that this might, I mean, maybe not single-handedly, but this might spur guitar music coming back into popularity. You mean it didn't happen uh, when
1: Weezy did it?
0: <laughs> no, you know that oh, almost mm. <laughs> he, he tried, but yeah. So like, you know, maybe, maybe in five years, you'll have another fucking heavy record hit the top hit the charts. who yeah. knows i don't know but all right well let's get back into the actual songs i just wanted to keep uh, a couple more next couple up is crawling
1: number five yeah, is crawling. crawling which uh was i think the second single maybe or third is one of, yeah. you know no, it was, there were four singles yeah. it was one of them yeah but um i felt like this showcased like the harder side of the band and like the more like I don't know, like, the first video with One Step Closer was so, like, uh, theatrical, you know? But, like, this one was, like, he's, like, in a bathroom, and it's, like, gritty and grimy, and, like, there's a mirror and, like... So, my notes about the Crawley music video is is lincoln park
0: trapped in the mirror universe <laughs> it kind of looks like that's what's <laughs> Bizarro happening Linkin like, park. there's like there's like shards all around them uh-huh. and i was like is this like fucking doctor strange trapped them in here yeah. like what's going on <laughs> uh but yeah also in this video mike shinoda playing guitar because it's a chester heavy song oh, i see uh so i, I never saw this video mm. this is one of the i definitely saw the other three music
1: videos. i never, I never saw I, I've this never, one. i've never saw the paper cuts video i didn't even I thought there was only three singles on this record. Right. So we'll see. One step closer was the single before the album
0: came out. Uh. The, the big single for the album when it came out was in the end, then crawling, then paper cut. I think those that was the order. Gotcha. Papercut being the last one. Uh, but yeah, let's talk. I mean, I'll fuck it. Let's talk about the music videos real quick. Because there's 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 some stuff in those yeah, videos. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh with, with so with crawling, like we said, like <laughs> I just was like Linkin park trapped in the mirror universe the mm-hmm. woman doesn't seem to be happy about
1: it yeah
0: <laughs> i was trying to like figure out what the plot was like
1: yeah uh i was just yeah, like the, damn that sinks dirty <laughs> uh the one
0: step closer video obviously you've 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 mentioned it yeah, a few yeah. times uh the first first thought i the ha- first thought i have is this is so green uh-huh it is so green like all the other videos are fairly more like neutral tones yeah <laughs> this is like but this is the aesthetic I have in my mind for Lincoln park. Cause this is the video that I saw Right, a lot of mm-hmm. anyways. Um,
1: I want to know. All right. It, all right. Well, let's keep talking about the videos. I'll, t- I'll ask my question after that.
0: Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's like a bunch of weird visuals. They're kind of playing in like a tunnel of some sort. Like you said, there's a, like these, it was uh, shot in a subway okay yeah there's like the the do like martial arts stuff happening mm-hmm. all around them and stuff and then and, they're um, like
1: flying and shit <laughs> like they're just like yeah floating like,
0: and doing martial arts and like and during that during the part where he's saying uh shut up when i'm talking to you he's upside down yeah. and it's like but it doesn't really but then he's back right up he's back the other other way yeah. later i don't know but yeah uh i i really wanted to point out this move uh everyone is headbanging straight legged Mm -hmm. into the waist. And I was like, there it is. Yes. There's the, there's the move. It came (laughs) back. It's back. Yeah, it's back. Um, and then (laughs) again, I just was like taking really random notes of this and I was like, Oh no, they knocked the box over. Better be mad, but we're not gonna chase them. That happens at the <laughs> end. Of the, there's like a couple watching mm. this shit happening. They knock this box over, but no one, nothing actually happens. They're all like,
1: Oh, we're gonna
0: no, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, shit. It's just a weird they're video. Like, they're like,
1: Oh, the video's over. Damn.
0: Yeah, we we don't have a lot more time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, so the video for paper cut. Um, like you said, you didn't know this one existed. Uh, uh it's a kind of I mean, it's kind of a boring video in the fact that like they're just kind of in this like fancy house. Like the guitarist is playing like an acoustic guitar. I will say it is weird that the DJ still has his full
1: setup. Yeah. Like <laughs> the guy playing turntable is just like full, like got the full rig. <laughs> I wonder if that was like an artistic argument. He was like, no, no, I got to yeah. have my stuff. They're like trying to put him just a, like on a Crosley turntable. Yeah. No, he's like, no, <laughs> he's like no. <laughs> you think it's a goddamn joke. <gasps> do you think my part uh, in this band is a fucking joke?
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, the video goes on. So, they like, were like, yes, yes, this- we do. no it is a joke it's a joke you're a joke uh but yeah the video goes on and they're playing in this room and then they're like to the sides of the room are these really like grimy aesthetic like like gross like bathtub and like chains and like uh, bugs crawling on these like sacks and stuff it's really weird and um but it looks cool but uh and then at some point the stuff from those side rooms kind of just like bust into the main room right uh, but my favorite part of the video is no one notices uh-uh. that this is happening, uh-huh. except the
1: random guy that's in the room with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> like it's got to be about him. It can't be about them at, yes. at this point in, in music videos. Like there are people who are in the music video and the band in new metal music videos. Often the band is like a figment of the main character's imagination <laughs> right, kind of.
0: Right. Yeah uh but yeah it's a it's my favorite thing he's the only one going like
1: what the fuck is happening yeah. and
0: they're all just like still playing or they're whatever. like yeah we like uh,
1: bugs hell yeah we like <laughs> bugs and chains
0: <laughs> uh and then lastly the in the end music video uh my first note is this should be a creed
1: music video <laughs> mm. yeah like him standing out on the fucking
0: yeah shit like, you I dive don't off
1: of in goddamn assassin's creed assassin's creed yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah it it either is it's either a creed music video or a sci fi movie tie in video mm. like uh like the like seals kiss from a Rose, Yeah, they were they were, they're, they're, they were like
1: on the soundtrack for like weird shit whales in the desert <laughs> yeah. like desert exactly. desert like, whales
0: <laughs> desert whales right yeah uh but Chester's rocking that top button yep, only look yep, in that video. You know yep. what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, Oh, it's a, it's a weird it's video. Like, that's, oh, I mean, that's honestly, some interesting appropriation there.
0: Yeah. It, it, I would say that the best video is the one step closer video. Yeah, I think it's so. a great video. I think very, so very, um, vim. Yeah. I guess. Um, all right, well, let's, I mean, let's just go back to the songs. I just got a couple, just a few more notes. I want to say that, um, well, speaking of in the end, uh, uh, I I I might argue that that piano intro that everyone knows uh-huh. might be the most recognizable new
1: metal thing in the world. Either the, like well okay yeah maybe like for the masses because like That's what I mean me, for the masses To me the thing that pops into my head is dah uh, not right Uh, you know break stuff by days, yeah no like Uh, yeah uh i think
0: for the masses yeah
1: i think so i could go with that
0: because because in the sense like when i was in when i was in eighth grade band we were playing at football games one of the quick little hits we would play is that song we would play it in band you know what Uh, i mean like the football
1: game (laughs)
0: yeah exactly like people knew it yeah i just really think that that's probably Mm. the most iconic recognizable thing yeah it's yeah i mean you know and it's a great it's a good song i think ultimately it got overplayed and um makes me not like it as much but it is the song it kind of it sums up the band uh it's got the rapping it's got the big song choruses you know
1: i really like number six runaway um it had a lot of that angst of like my parents are pissing me off (laughs) You know, i yeah. wanna run away and right. never say goodbye, say goodbye. yeah that yeah, shit. yeah
0: um um i actually that was one of the songs that didn't click for me until that chorus and when the chorus pops yes. up because most of the songs that first intro riff i'm like oh yeah i know the song yeah, yeah. but that one i was like i don't remember this at all yeah. <laughs> but until then i got that yeah um i will say the 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 biggest surprise for me on this record is is the song "A Place for My Head." Mm-hmm. It has that like almost like Spanish sounding guitar riff. Mm-hmm. It's like boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? But but then it starts coming in with like turntables and rapping. You're like, oh yeah, this makes sense. But like yeah. that fucking weird. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great song. It's probably one of my one of my favorite songs. All right, um, I'm gonna ask my question now. Yeah, Why yeah,
1: is the guitar player wearing those big ass headphones? <laughs>
0: he's doing it so early i thought maybe that was like a later thing no, but no, no he's doing he's wearing like, headphones
1: immediately yeah, from the start i'm like I mean, does he just not wear is he not like any ear monitors like are those his like, monitors like i feel like maybe he has like he like they're like sound protection oh maybe like maybe oh you know i feel like I mean? an like asshole they, now
0: well <laughs> <laughs> i thought at first for a long time that it was like oh it's like monitors but it's like no i maybe they're like sound protection or it's like an aesthetic
1: choice They don't do anything. They're like glasses without (laughs) lenses in them. (laughs) It's just like hollow, hollow plastic. Uh, Like no, actually, those are his ears.
0: Yeah, he. Well, no, he. Yeah, he doesn't have ears. Those are robot ears. That it like. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So the one thing about this record that I don't really like. Okay. There is one thing. All right. And this is the the I really wish if they had just. Mixed one put this put the last song not last. If they had put like forgotten mm-hmm. the song Forgotten Last, I think that would have been good. But like the last song, I don't even remember this song at all. Pushing me away. I think uh it's called um oh shit. What is it called? Uh They're, well pushing me away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pushing me away. Uh I literally I think because the song before it is this almost like um uh like interlude feeling yeah, song like an outro. And I right and i so i thought maybe that was maybe in my mind that was the outro and so i don't remember hearing this song ever yeah like but also it's just another like big radio rock song um and i feel like it's really it was like a poor choice to end the record record with Uh it i feel like they should have ended it maybe with the song forgotten Mm -hmm. but like so if you were to remove that
1: song that would be a that'd be better but like it is what it is um I don't think that the special edition bonus tracks need discussing. any I mean, I feel like my December, a lot of people love that song. And um, it did become a song that they play live later. But like, I don't care about I don't any like it. Of that shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. I so the only reason I wanted to bring up uh, one of the bonus
0: songs. Yeah, my December. I don't like that song. Whatever. It's it's just whatever. But the song High Voltage, I didn't remember hearing until the chorus came in. And I was like, I couldn't place why it was but then I remembered I had the reanimation CD and there's a remix of high voltage mm, on that record. So that's what I remember is not the original song, right. but the actual, the remix of it. So like this version, I was like, it's weird to me. Cause it's not the original. I remember, you know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's the only thing I wanted to bring up is like, that's that song. I like only because I remember it from another record or whatever. Uh, and then the live song's just a live song, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that, that's the record yeah uh that's well that's the music and we talked about the production and our feelings oh i guess one last thing we can we can bring up is uh the artwork oh yeah i wanted to mention the artwork mike shinoda did it right mike shinoda did he did that drawing he's it's got the like kind of soldier looking guy with like wings he's like holding like a staff of some flag of some sort Uh but uh he was a graphic artist before he started the band, so like it makes sense that he would do that. But what I thought was cool is that the actual like layout and like the graphics, like hybrid theory and the lincoln Park logo, was done by this guy named Frank Maddox or Maddox, mm-hmm. uh, who did a lot of work with uh, Deftones. Interesting, uh, a- almost all the more recent Deftones records, like the new one that just came out, mm-hmm. and like all the, the pa- ones over the past like 10 years or so he did all the art for that Sick. and he also did some art for like afi and green day so it's like a really big yeah well-known guy um but i have definitely never heard of his name but then once i looked at his website i was like oh i know all of this stuff mm-hmm. like the guy is actually really good i just never heard Is it before. crazy
1: like he's the person that created the lincoln park logo yeah <laughs> you know that <laughs> exactly. like people like people created fucking font fonts based on a logo that he created (laughs) you know
0: yeah he has lasting impact and then so wild uh the 20th anniversary i wanted to mention the anniversary art it's like um it's like a gold foil version of the album art it's very classy feeling uh i thought it was a nice touch um they kept the they didn't change it up too much but they did make it distinctual uh like a, a a distinct distinctive there it is there's the word yeah Oh man, shit! Where
1: are we? Like an hour. God damn! I will say that, like, um, uh, for me, one step closer was probably my favorite, um, going on. But I think after I liked the I liked crawling, but I think after Chester passed away, um, that song kind of took on a lot of meaning for Mm -hmm. the fan base of uh, Lincoln Park, and also like like the words, you know, meant a lot more now. Um, but there is a version of that song that if you haven't heard, you should hear. Um, they they started doing this thing before Chester died where they slowed it down and uh-huh. like play it a lot pretty, more pretty. and Yeah, more pretty. Yeah. But there's a live version where Chester's out on stage singing and then fucking... Chris Cornell comes out on stage (laughs) and sing and sings it with him. And, you know, we lost them fucking back to back. And like now I, I can't even fucking listen to it without crying. I didn't hear it until after both of them had passed away. And I was just like, Oh God, like, yep. You know, you're, you know, everybody says that like, you know, uh, reach out, call this hotline. But like, I want to take this moment to be like, fuck that. Check on your friends.
0: Check on your friends. Absolutely. Check
1: on the people around you because you never know what's going on in somebody's head. And like having one of the top five greatest selling records of all time or whatever the fuck still doesn't make you immune from having problems and having mental health issues. And, um, you know, like I just, I don't know, like this record, you know, Chester Bennington and this band as a whole, fucking changed the world uh, with this record. Yes, um, and it's crazy to to think that it's been out for twenty years. Twenty fucking yeah. years. You like, you've been into heavy music for twenty years. Yeah that
0: that is it. Two decades. It, it's a it's a pretty crazy thing that we decided to do this Patreon episode on this record mm-hmm. this month. Yep. 20 basically 20 years to to this month i've been listening to heavy music and uh, and now
1: you're doing a podcast about exactly this record it's
0: just it's the world works in weird the lord the lord
1: works the lord the lord the the lord all lord lord of the world (laughs) works in Um, worldly ways worldly worlds all right well how do how so, do how do yeah. we end a Patreon episode? I don't know.
0: Well, we 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 end it. I I, I we can end it by saying that uh, if you're subscribed, uh, well, you are subscribed. You're listening to this. Make sure to check our uh, our second uh, Patreon episode for this month, which is going to be about Jeff's yeah record. Yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Which yeah, we've, yeah. Talked, we've talked about a bunch before, but Jeff, you could say it if you want. We're going to talk
1: about "Follow the Leader" by Corn. 1997 (laughs) fuck with me motherfuckers we're gonna fucking go in on it oh (laughs) my god i have to fucking go to my mom's house and find my (laughs) jinkos i don't think i have them anymore uh she rightly threw them away um (laughs) but yeah that's the next episode Um, i'm so excited to hear jeremy (laughs) jeremy talk about this record that's going to be something. Yeah. I'm not sharing any thoughts until we get to it. Oh, uh, man.
0: But yeah, so please, um, you know, tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends about the Patreon that you're, that you're subscribed to. But also, as far as our regular our regular um, stream, you know, please subscribe and review the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. I'm not going to go too far into it, but just sharing it around. Yep. helps everything uh you could find the podcast on instagram at death pod you can find us on twitter at death scography facebook death pod you can email us at death scography pod at gmail.com uh, if you just want to talk about lincoln park do it i'll i'll talk about it i don't give a shit uh and personally
1: you can find me on instagram and twitter
0: at iron Raygun. you
1: can find me on instagram and twitter at car bomb sermon
0: did you do it?
1: I did it. I nice, changed nice. it. Nice. <laughs> because fuck that. Uh, uh, I want to say real quick <laughs> we just spent 68 minutes speaking about a 38 minute record <laughs> from 20 years ago. Yeah.
0: Well, you know,
1: it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it, baby.
0: Hey, is it worth it, baby? I, I mean, I feel <laughs> like
1: in the end, it doesn't even matter.